Having heard him, Shillian felt as if he was slapped, and he turned to him. Are you making fun of me? No, Wu Ming replied. Then don't say such nonsense. How can there be such a thing? After a pause, Wu Ming said, It's not impossible. Shillian couldn't take it anymore and snapped back. That's enough. What are you trying to say? Weren't you a soldier of Shen Le? I didn't rouse you from the battlefield to listen to you speak for Yong'an. You just need to heed my command. That flower on the ground pierced his heart and stabbed his eyes, making him feel unkempt all of a sudden. Shillian charged forward and stomped it down, crushing it like he was venting his fury. Yet after he was done, he felt baffled by himself. Why must you throw such a huge temper against such a small flower? He rushed out of the temple of the crown prince. It was only after feeling the cool breeze that he gradually calmed down. Behind him, that black-clad warrior also followed after and came out. Shillian asked, You've investigated this area. Have you found anywhere that appears unusual? No, Wu Ming replied. Are you sure? Shilin asked. In order to unleash the human face disease, there can't be anything amiss with time, fortune, or location. I'm certain, Wu Ming replied. Shilin had nothing more to say, and he looked up to the sky. After a moment of silence, Wu Ming asked, Your Highness, have you thought of how to unleash the pestilence of the resentful spirits? I'm still thinking, Shilin said. He looked down at that black sword hanging off his waist. Millions of resentful spirits were sealed within this black sword, but it could only keep them sealed for so long. Just then, Wu Ming spoke up. Your Highness, I have a presumptuous request. Speak. I hope Your Highness would give me the sword and permit me to activate the human face disease, Wu Ming said. Shilian turned his head back. Why? The eyes behind the mask of that black cloud warrior were watching him intently. My beloved sustained grave injuries in this war, suffering a fate worse than death. I could only watch helplessly as they suffered this torment, struggling in agony. And? Shilin asked. And so... I hope I could be the one to wield the sword and avenge them. His reason was very reasonable, but for some reason, Shilin found it hard to trust him. He narrowed his eyes. I find you rather odd. He turned around and circled Wu Ming as he said coolly. Based on what I've seen, you don't look like an avenger entangled in resentment and hatred. To ask this of me, is it really so you can unleash the human face disease? While he might have said so himself, why else would Wu Ming request to unleash the human face disease? The nameless black cloud warrior bowed his head toward him. Your Highness, I wish for the deaths of Yongan people more than anyone. Furthermore, I wish it should be by my hands that they perish. If you don't believe me, 
I can go prove myself to you right now. How do you plan on proving yourself? Shilin asked. The black-clad warrior placed his hand on the saber and slowly stood down. By his third step back, Shilin suddenly realized just what he planned to do. He was going to kill to prove to him that he had a vengeful heart. Stop, Shilin instantly called out. Booming stop. After looking him over critically, Shilin said resolutely, No, I will unleash them myself. That black-clad warrior bowed his head, and with the mask gone, it was hard to tell what the expression on his face was. Shilin didn't care for anyone else's reaction either, and he turned around. He spoke softly. However, before that, I have something else to do. He raised that frozen, jade-like black sword and stared at the glistening blade in his hand, a peculiar light flashing through his eyes. The black-clad warrior noticed something was off and exclaimed, Your Highness, what are you planning? He hadn't even had the time to stop Shelian before the next second, Shelian had turned the point of the blade on himself and plunged that black sword into his own abdomen. The next day, on the streets of Lung Bay, The weather hadn't been great lately, cloudy and gloomy, with wild gusts suddenly blowing at times, and nefarious rains fell at others. Speaking of which, it hadn't been peaceful lately, no matter the place. There had been word that even the palace was caught in a fire, the king and the crown prince both down with illness, to the point where they could grant audience to no one. It was chaos everywhere, filled with ominous signs, and the people couldn't help but grumble, feeling ill at ease. Only ignorant children continued to play and run around without a care in the world. A wave of gloomy winds swept past, blinding the eyes, and soon after there was a huge boom that suddenly sounded from the intersection of the street. The figure of a man had dropped from the skies. The crowd on the street were all startled by that sudden booming noise, and they all looked toward the end of the street. On the ground, there was a human-shaped crater formed from the crash, and within the hall was a person listlessly lying flat, his hair strewn and messy, his body covered in blood, so much so that his white robes appeared particularly horrifying. All of a sudden, everyone on the entire street came gathering. Who? they shouted. My heavens, where did he drop down from? The sky? Is he dead? I... I don't think so. I think he's still moving. I can't believe he'd survive a fall like that. Wait, what's that on his chest? A sword? Once the crowd was close enough, the people finally saw that person's appearance clearly. While disheveled, his face was handsomely clean and white. Only, his eyes were gazing toward the sky unblinkingly, unlike the living. But he couldn't be said to be dead, since he was still breathing 
and the black sword piercing his abdomen, penetrating his organs, was still rising up and down weakly, along with his chest. Just then, another person exclaimed in surprise, Wait, isn't this, isn't this, that, that royal highness, the crown prince? Now that he mentioned it, everyone else started to recognize him too. It really is. It's the crown prince from the past. The crown prince of Shenla. I've seen him before from a distance. Didn't they say the crown prince went missing? I heard he ascended. Why is he like this? What's with the sword? Is he really stabbed through? So scary. Enough of that looking. Let me through. Will you let me through? I've got places to be. This end of the street was an intersection with the roads heading in two separate directions. Since it was blocked by a crowd of people, the carriages that came afterward couldn't go through, and so everyone descended their vehicles to check things out, causing quite the commotion. Suddenly, someone called out. Wait, he seems to be saying something. The crowd quieted down and everyone held their breath to listen intently, trying to pick up any voices. A moment later, no one on the outer edges heard anything, so they shouted. What did he say? Just what is happening? Did he say... The ones in the front rows called back. No. Then what did he say? He said, Save me. Chilean lay flat on the ground, and after having uttered those two words, not another sound escaped his lips. The people crowding around him all showed different expressions, with varying reactions and various degrees of puzzlement. A chubby man who looked to be a chef said, Save him? How do we save him? Someone took a guess. He probably meant to help pull the sword out. The chef looked to be fairly gutsy and was just about to go up and give it a shot when he was instantly held back by several hands. Don't, don't, don't. Absolutely do not. The man was confused. Why not? The bystanders explained. You mustn't. Haven't you heard? Didn't Shinle lose the war? Why did they lose the war? Because of that human face disease. Why was there human face disease? Because there was a god of misfortune, and that's... God of misfortune? Really? The moment those words came out, no one dared to recklessly step up any longer. And all around that enormous human-shaped pit, it was suddenly empty of people. After all, no one knew just what had happened to the crown prince of the previous dynasty. Was he a god of misfortune? Would they contract that horrifying human face disease if they came in contact with him? Or would they find themselves in utter misfortune? Besides, it appeared that even if they didn't pull the sword out, he wouldn't die for the moment. If he could fall from wherever he had fell from such a great height and crash so loudly too without dying, then he was beyond human. A moment later, someone said timidly, Maybe we should report this to the authorities. Didn't they say this royal highness ascended 
and became a god, what's the use in reporting to the authorities? Then what should we do? The crowd chatted and babbled, but in the end, they couldn't come to a conclusion, so they still ended up sending someone to report the incident. Anything else was out of their hands. You want to lie there? Then just lie there. Let's leave him be. Thus, Shilin rested like that in the human-shaped pit, watching the curious heads of people gradually decrease and slowly disappear. The carriages that were blocked detoured around him, and the children who were playing around on the streets were all dragged back into the house by their parents. There was still a person here and there who could pass by, but they were further away in the distance. Shilin remained expressionless throughout, speaking not a word. There was a little water seller who couldn't bear the sight and whispered to his wife watching the store. Will it really be alright to leave him like this? How about I give him a cup of water? The wife of that little merchant hesitated for a moment and scanned their surroundings, whispering back, Let's not. If he really is a god of misfortune, then no one knows what would happen if you get too close. That little merchant was also hesitant, looking around, and a group of older merchants like him at their stalls were all staring at him, their expressions nervous, as if, should he approach, they would all draw their lines and stay far, far away. In the end, he didn't dare to step out on his own and abandoned the idea. And so Shirlian stayed like that from the thin mist of the morning the blazing sun of midday, then to dusk, and he lay there until deep into the night. During that time, there were many people who saw him, but those who approached were very few, and there certainly wasn't anyone who would help pull that black sword from his abdomen. In the deep night, there was not a soul on the streets, but Shelian still lay there on the ground, watching the skies above. In the dark night, the stars twinkled, his thoughts wandering and mysterious. Suddenly, clear, crisp laughter sounded from above. After so many visits from the owner of that voice, Shirin no longer reacted as violently as before. And having not received his angry and panicky welcome, the owner of that voice took the initiative to walk over himself and stood by Shirian's head, bending down. His voice even seemed to sound a little disappointed. What are you waiting for? The half-crying, half-smiling mask was upside down, and coincidentally blocked his entire vision. They faced each other, with only a few feet between their faces. Shirian said coldly, Get the hell out of here. You're blocking me from watching the sky. To be told to get the hell away, White's no face wasn't upset in the least. He laughingly straightened up, sounding more and more affable, like an elder who was tolerant of a spoiled child. What's so good about the sky? It's prettier than you, Shillian snapped back. Why the temper? White's no face asked. It wasn't me who stabbed you, and it wasn't me who left you here this time. 
you did all of this yourself. Even if you haven't gotten the results you were hoping for, you still can't blame me. It's none of your shitty business, Shirian said. White No Face chuckled sympathetically. Silly child, did you think someone would come help pull out the sword?